You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PsyQ Podcast. PsyQ is a free community and online resource library for mental health. Our podcast's goal is to share information, increase collaboration, and foster ongoing discussions that will lead to improved mental health care and patient outcomes for individuals with mental illness. Each episode provides scientific, evidence-based, educational information related to mental health, featuring thought leaders dedicated to improving mental health care together. Learn more at www.psyq.org. That's psyq.org. Hello, PsyQ community. This is Dr. Joe Serencioni from the OTSCA Medical Affairs Team. Today I'm joined by Dr. Megan Eric, Associate Professor at the University of Maryland School of Pharmacy. Megan is a board-certified psychiatric pharmacist and the PsyQ Pharmacist Corner Section Advisor. Today we will be discussing medication adherence during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for joining me today, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very passionate about medication adherence, and it's been a little bit problematic during this COVID-19 crisis. I can imagine. So let's get into it. From an adherence standpoint, how is COVID-19 affecting your organization? From an adherence standpoint, our organization really has been focusing on adherence, not only to medication, but treatment as a whole, and really working to engage each patient to make sure that when they either leave our inpatient unit or attend one of our outpatient clinics, that they have access to medication and ability to continue on some of the needed therapies that they've been started on. We're really trying to wrap the whole patient around and making sure that we don't lose access to things that are slowly becoming harder to obtain. We're struggling now as more visits become virtual. That becomes very challenging to assess side effects to medication. It becomes challenging to administer medications. And so really making sure that our patients have access to providers. And if that is a in-person visit, making sure that that can happen. How is adherence being affected in the mental health community? In the mental health community, we have definitely seen patients be admitted to the hospital due to medication non-adherence, whether that be they were unable to obtain a refill because they ran out of refills, they were unable to obtain necessary lab work, and so maybe the medication wasn't able to be dispensed from the pharmacy because that lab work wasn't completed, whether they were unable to obtain their long-acting injection We have definitely had several patients readmitted for the sole purpose of receiving that maintenance injection because they were unable in the community setting um, to get that injection, particularly in the state of Maryland, where sometimes it's limited where those injections can be given. And with psychiatry moving to telehealth, they aren't giving the injections, and then it becomes challenging for patients to follow up. So we're definitely struggling with 
making sure we're able to track down when people got their last refill or when they received their last injection because it becomes harder to get a hold of providers when no one's actually in the office setting. It's become a lot of work for the social worker and myself. Along those same lines, are there alternate sites for patients to go if they cannot get their medication from their usual place? I think we become very accustomed to frequenting the same places. We all have our pharmacy of choice. We have our grocery store of choice. And when those things become unaccessible, perhaps the pharmacy is out of medications because there's been a shortage. Or if your pharmacy is closed because the staff had COVID-19 and had to close the pharmacy for a deep clean or something of that sort, it becomes hard for people to navigate the system. In particular, it's hard, I think, for our mental health patients to navigate outside of their normal routines. And so it's important to keep in mind as providers that we educate our patients that they can go to alternative places. You can choose another community pharmacy. We as providers can help arrange maybe for a delivery service to make sure that they have medication. When we discharge patients, make sure that they have medication in hand. So keeping in mind that that there are many pharmacies that are available and open to do that. And where those resources might also lie to is in some of the lead mental health agencies. And so reaching out and knowing those resources should medications become in short supply, that maybe there is a reserve pile somewhere that can be accessed. Have you seen increased coordination between local mental health centers to ensure continuity of care for patients and their medications? When we think about local mental health centers, and making sure that there's continuity of care. When this first started, it seemed like a very big struggle. But I have seen over the course of the last eight weeks during this pandemic, really increased coordination, making sure that prescriptions, and one particular example comes to mind when I think about stimulants, which are a controlled substance, and can be very challenging because many times that either have to be e-scribed or paper scripts have to be given. And sometimes that's challenging if the electronic medical record doesn't have that e-prescription. And so I've seen a lot of providers working very hard to make sure that prescriptions are either mailed to patients' houses, they're being called into pharmacy, that we're following up on when the injections were given. We're really seeing much better coordination of care so that patients have access. We're switching patients to longer acting medications so that we can space out time between appointments. We're working to obtain additional refills or 90-day supplies, maybe not in the patients we typically would give that to, but we are so that they're able to have access to that medication. Our current concerns now are really focusing on our patients who have been diagnosed with COVID or are recovering from COVID and need follow-up care and where we can direct some of those patients for care if clinics won't see them right away until they've quarantined and sometimes they need some more urgent care. So we're trying to work on some coordination between our local mental health centers to make sure that, you know, we do have places that those patients can be seen as well. From your experience, how can healthcare providers help patients stay adherent to their behavioral health medications during a crisis such as this? I think there are a couple of things that healthcare providers should do. And so as I was contemplating this, I thought we come from a day and age where now where everything's electronic. Everyone has their electronic health record. So very few of us probably carry around a medication card with our medication names on it. But it, I think it's a vital 
role for all providers to still provide that for their patients or encourage their patients to carry that with them, being sure to include over-the-counter herbal medications, the date that they last were administered a long-acting injection. I think it's also important on that list to think about including medications you may have tried in the past and what type of response or adverse effect that you experienced. If, if your provider is not available to see you during this type of crisis and you end up hospitalized somewhere or you end up in potentially another city quarantined and there's no access to your records, sometimes that piece of paper can be pretty vital to helping make sure that you don't receive something that you had a, a very terrible adverse effect to in the past. Providers also should really consider their patient list. And I know this can be cumbersome if you're seeing hundreds of patients, but who are the most severe patients that you have? Who are the most likely to decompensate the fastest? We should reach out to those patients, try to assist them, making sure that they have refills or that we have secured medication for them. Educating our patients regarding disaster planning, what concerns they might have as a patient, engaging them, I think, early on. If anything, this pandemic has taught me that we should probably have had these discussions all the time, depending on where you live. You know, if, if the crisis was a hurricane, making sure that there is disaster planning. So if you end up somewhere else, how are you going to access your medications? And always keep in mind, have a plan B. What if the lab isn't available for blood draws? How will my patient continue to receive the medication? How will my practice itself deal with administration and prescriptions? You know, how will we deal with refill requests if those are coming through the fax machine um, and no one is in the office to receive those faxes? So I think that as healthcare providers, um, this crisis has to, had to have taught us to stand back for a moment, think about things that may have went wrong and how we can fix those should not only COVID continue, but if something else should occur. Do you have any final thoughts on experience in national emergencies like this pandemic? One of my mentors in life taught me to always put the patient first. And so I think my final thought is with all the struggles going on during a pandemic, let's not make getting a refill or having access to a medication another obstacle for a patient that's probably already stressed. Use your best judgment. And so I thought as a pharmacist, extend an extra refill, provide some temporary medication. Providers, think about slipping an extra refill on there, providing a 90-day supply, picking up the phone and calling a patient that you know might be struggle. Plan ahead and make sure that you educate yourselves on resources in the community so that our patients don't have to jump through more hurdles than that are already there in their lives. Well, Dr. Eric, thank you again for your time and your expertise. I look forward to our next discussion. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. For our listeners, additional COVID-19 resources and much more can be found on site. Thanks for listening.